Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. Committed is a production of iHeartRadio. I told myself... If I don't say the words, I'm gay, then I could always, like, argue against it. People die every day, and what if we get into a car accident? And then I have to be the one to call Mike and be like, Hi, this is Jared, your son's live-in lover, and um, he's now passed away. If I were to die tomorrow, would Jared, like, Jared would be, like, a stranger at my funeral. And, like, he's the most important person in my life. And, like, would he feel comfortable coming to my funeral? Would he be allowed to, like, mourn my death? Levi Dosh emailed us his story last year. I read that email about ten times, read it out loud to Nick, read it out loud to Ramsey. And I knew this was a story we had to tell. Or rather, a story we had to help Levi tell. It's about being honest. Completely and radically honest with yourself and the people you love before you get married. It's also about the things you need to do and the things you need to let go of before you can join your life with another person's. Levi and Jared have been dating since they were in college. They live together now in Columbus, Ohio, and they're completely committed to each other. But Levi's dad, Mike, has no idea that he lives with Jared. Doesn't even know Jared exists. In fact, he has no idea that his son is gay, and that's something that both Levi and Jared want to reconcile before they take the next step and get engaged. I asked Levi if he was scared. Scared to tell his story in such a public way right now. I asked him if he wanted to use a pseudonym. He didn't. Levi is trying so hard to be brave and to be honest. Levi wants to tell his love story now. All of it. I'm Joe Piazza. This is Committed.
I think we tend to maybe have like a little bit of a differing versions of the same story of how we met just because I like to poke a little bit of fun at Jared. This is Levi, by the way. And so we met when we were in college. I was a sophomore. So he would have been in your last year, right? I was a junior. Junior? Yeah. Levi likes to give Jared a hard time because Jared had actually gone out with one of Levi's friends before they met. They ran in similar circles, but didn't know each other that well. And then one night, Levi got this message. He just, like, randomly posted, like, a post on my Facebook wall. And it just said, text me. And I was, like, confused because I was saying to, like, one of my number. friends, I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> he knows I don't have his number. Like, what, what am I supposed to do with that? So I just, like, did nothing, naturally. And then maybe, like, a week later, he messaged me, like, conversationally and was like, oh, we should get dinner. And I kind of legitimized it to myself and my friends. I was like, yeah, like, I don't want to be, like, closed off. We could make new friends. Like, I have to, like, put myself out there. This is definitely not a date. And... Then he pays for the dinner, and now I'm sweating because I'm like, oh, this is a date. And then I get back to, like, my friend's apartment afterwards. I was like, I think I just went on a date. And then we started dating. (laughs) Jared definitely remembers it differently. Levi made an impression on him the first time that he ever saw him. They were at a house party. The theme was slutty Disney. Here's Jared. So I show up in little black shorts with dots painted all over my body, and I was a slutty Dalmatian, and (laughs) Levi had jeans, a full t-shirt on with a cat on it, and he's like, well, I'm an Aristocat. And I'm like, that does not count. That's not a slutty Disney costume. So from there, like he said, I message him on Facebook the next day, and it kind of snowballed from there. But my first impression of Levi was I, I just, I'd never seen anybody like him, his energy, um, his smile just like lights up the room. And I just remember talking to him and, you know, doing shots at this party. And I was like, this is somebody that I need to know. This is somebody that I like need to have in my life. And I, I can't explain it other than that. It was just like an instant connection for me. Jared was out of the closet already. He'd come out in high school before leaving for college. So I was out to my family and all my friends. I praise my mom and dad because they've really educated themselves and really taken upon themselves to, you know, read books and understand the gay community and the gay culture. Levi, on the other hand, wasn't out, and he wasn't comfortable coming out. He'd grown up at a farm in a very conservative family. He didn't have a whole lot of exposure to people who were out of the closet. And then in high school, his best friend came out. And my dad was pretty explicit about how he felt about my best friend coming out. And it was clear that he didn't really want me to be hanging out with him. He didn't really even want me to be like talking about him at home or talking about interacting with him at school. And so Levi created these rules in his head about being gay and what constituted actually coming out. I had this weird kind of logic in my mind that I told myself, If I don't say the words I'm gay, then I could always, like, argue against it as long as I don't, like, say it. But at the same time, it was always just known. 
And I was fine with it being known, but I could always come back and be like, well, I never said that. Mm -hmm. So if it came to a point where I needed to argue against it, I could. In fact, Levi ran into Jared after that first date. And Jared got to see how this logic actually worked in action. So after I took him to dinner the first time, we parted ways. And then I came home and I started, you know, drinking with my friends. And we're like, oh, let's go out. And there's a one gay club in Columbus called Axis. And so we were like, well, let's go to Axis tonight. We're like, sure. And I get to Axis and I round the corner and there's Levi, who I just went on a date with two hours ago. And I was like, oh my God, hi. He had a deer in headlights. He just looked at me. I was like, hello, how are you? He turned and ran the other way. (laughs) Hello, we were at a gay bar. I didn't want you to know that I was gay. I was like, that's the boy I just went on a date with. And my friends are like, oh, you got to get rid of him. Get rid of him now. I'm like, no, but I really like him. They're like, he just ignored you after date one. So it was definitely a pursuant situation on my part. Yeah, Jared definitely did most of the heavy lifting as far as, <laughs> as far as the early time that we were dating. Yeah, there was no give and take. It was me giving and giving and trying to get a third, fourth, fifth date. But I pursued, and here we are. How long ago was that? 2011, Early. 2012. So we were both still in college and going on seven years now. Levi isn't great with bold and spontaneous gestures. When he knows he wants to say something important, he practices it in his head a million times. He writes it down, tears that up, throws it away, writes it down again. About eight months into their relationship, Levi wanted to make a bold gesture. I really felt like I wanted to be the person to tell Jared that I loved him and put myself out there because up until this point, he had just continually put himself out there. And I just felt this visceral feeling about it. He tried to find the right time all day, but nothing ever felt perfect. It never happened. We ended up like going to bed. I was like so annoyed at myself. I was like, I can't believe I like did this again. And it's like pitch black, we're just laying there. And Jared was like, like nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. The room was still. I wasn't like tossing and turning. I wasn't doing anything. And Jared was like, are you okay? What's wrong? And at that moment, I was like, this person like knows me better than I know myself. Like, that's like crazy. And I was just like, I love you. <laughs> and then I about shit the bed because I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? what? Can you repeat that one time for me? Um, because yeah, like I, I did not, I was like, I'm going to have to be the one to say it first. And you know, I'm, you know, you just kind of go into those roles of a relationship. Um, so, and I, and then in that moment when he said it first, I was like, oh my God, I love him. Like, this is, this is real. This is going to work. And, you know, it was, it was a beautiful moment that we shared. That moment was a turning point. Soon their relationship moved from college into the real world. I definitely made the relationship move really, really slow because, again, we went from me not even being out to myself to now I'm dating a boy to now I'm out. And then Jared wanted to move in together after, like, a couple of, like, one or two years. And I was, we, I was just like, no, like, we cannot do that this early I haven't even told my family. They had settled into a life of domesticity. 
living in a sweet little Victorian house. To their friends, they looked like the perfect happy couple. But if you were to ask Levi's dad, he'd paint a very different picture about his son's life. They, they, still they thought <laughs> and still think. Thought and still thinks. That I live with one of my um, college roommates that I lived with. That I, I did live with when I was in college before I moved in with Jared. They just think that I still live with one of them. Yeah. Um, so it's been a it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. So um, and just to even clarify what you just said, like I don't even think they know who I am. Like they've never seen a picture of me. They think like that Levi is living with one of his old college roommates who his dad has met. So his dad has a picture in his mind of who Levi's living with, and it's not me. Levi was under such deep cover that social media was severely limited. We are not on Facebook. We don't do the Twitter. We don't do any of that. No, 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 no. <laughs> we do have an Instagram, but... Um, Keep it private. I don't think yours is private, but I like not. I like go through it and like block particular people yes. to like prevent them from seeing Jared's Instagram. But mine's private, so I don't like worry about anyone seeing mine. Um, yeah, we're a little hidden. We're going to take a quick break here. Be right back. Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. So Levi and Jared are living together after college, and they're really, really happy. But Levi still hasn't told his father he's gay, and obviously his dad has no idea that he's living with his boyfriend. His mom was a different story. His parents divorced when he was five, and his dad raised him. So his mom was more of the cool mom, more of a friend. Telling his mom was easy. Telling his sister was more difficult. My dad has like always given us everything we ever needed, but my sister was always that support you need as a child. Like growing up, I feel like I always, still to this day, like come to her for advice, tell her everything. We're like always on the phone together. She's my best friend. So coming out to my sister was definitely hard. I remember sitting in her Chevy Malibu in my mom's driveway <laughs> and kind of told her that I told our mom and that I was gay and she, when she gets a little in like uncomfortable situation she just kind of has like little to say she's just kind of like okay okay and I was sure. like well I kind of probably wouldn't be telling you if there really weren't a reason and she was a little bit more interested maybe in that and I was like, well, I'm kind of seeing someone who's 
like pretty important to me. She comes from the same family. It's the same, you know, mindset. It's the same kind of Ohio rural area. Yeah, it's really mindset. hard for really anyone to really even use the word boyfriend when it's like in reference to my relationship with Jared. I think now it's amazing between us. It was never bad, but I think there was like a struggle there, which I think is, it kind of goes to show, I think, how much harder and how much more work maybe it takes for LGBTQ couples to really be acknowledged as a couple, like a committed couple. Like just because we're not a man and a woman doesn't mean that we are less committed than or a straight couple. In an open relationship. That's also a stigmatism that people are just like, oh, you're gay, you must be in an open relationship. No, we are committed and want to be only with each other. And I think people, it's hard for them to wrap their minds around it, which is stupid to us, but I don't know, maybe makes sense to other people. So yeah, she's been like really good about it. She loves Jared. We have like a really good relationship with my sister and my brother-in-law. Again, it's just like another catch-22 because as much as that's important to me, I feel like now I have involved now my sister in this. And so now I feel like coming out is now like putting my sister's relationship with my dad potentially at some sort of risk also. All of this hiding and lying has just been a roller coaster of emotions for Jared. And he's been so incredibly patient through all of it. Like, I get it. You know, I've, I've had to come out to my family. I've seen friends come out. I've been through that process. And it is not easy. It is hard, especially when you come from, you know, a Christian household. Um, so I, I really was not pushing the envelope. Levi's like, I want to tell my family. I'm like, well, take your time. It's fine. It's all good. But now as we're getting older and our siblings are getting older and time goes on, it's getting a little more difficult from Christmases. You know, we have to drive two separate cars because after we go to his sister's house, then he's got to sneak away to his dad's for a couple of days and I have to drive home by myself. Or the hardest time for me was his sister got married and I have a really close relationship with her and I was not allowed to come to the wedding, which like broke my heart. And I think it broke Levi's heart all because this one man doesn't know about me. He was so involved in planning the wedding. My sister always, like, ran things by us. Jared made a bunch of things for the reception. Jared and I kind of, like, put the playlist together. And, like, my sister, like, tried her wedding dress on for the first time, like, in our apartment. And that was that was the only time that Jared saw her in it. And then I get to the wedding and I'm like... I see, like, Jared's fingerprints all over everything, but he's not there. But a few months after Levi's sister's wedding, Jared's sister got married, too. And Levi was able to attend that wedding. The contrast was night and day. I just remember they were, like, getting family pictures after her wedding. They were like, Levi, get in. And I was like, oh, I'll get in the next. Like, you guys, like, get a picture of the Rileys. And they're like, Levi, like, get in. We're, like, not taking a lot of photos. Like, this is, like, the only family photo. And it made me, like, upset because, again, I was just, like, inside my head about it. And it kind of got to the point where Jared was like, I understand how you're feeling, but, like, this is my sister's wedding. I wasn't at your sister's wedding, and we're at my sister's wedding now. So can we just, like, leave that at the door? And I was like, yeah, like, that, 
You're right. Like, I'm sorry. It's not me complaining or me throwing in his face like, oh, your dad doesn't know about me. Like, you know, but it is. It's just like, look, this is my family. We have all the love in the world to give and we want to give it to you. Like, you're worthy. You can't accept the love. So take it. I think now we're starting to continue to deal with that now that Levi's sister Leanne is pregnant. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, Levi and I are not married, but we're definitely committed and and love each other. And I, I would consider that little boy, my nephew, and I want to be there for him. And I want to go to the hospital when he's born. And so uh, navigating those logistics now are, are putting up some questions that Levi and I need to figure out, I think. We're going to take a quick break here. Be right back. Hey guys. Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. Sometimes, in darker moments, Jared thinks about what would happen if the worst happened. People die every day, and what if we get into a car accident? And then I have to be the one to call Mike and be like, Hi, this is Jared, your son's live-in lover, and um, he's now passed away. If I were to die tomorrow... Would Jared, like, Jared would be, like, a stranger at my funeral. And, like, he's the most important person in my life. And, like, would he feel comfortable coming to my funeral? Would he be allowed to, like, mourn my death? Like, yeah, that sounds morbid and, like, heaven forbid that happened. But, like, if it happened tomorrow... That would be our reality. So, yeah, I kind of do live with anxiety sometimes. um, And it, it... it's frustrating, but I, I, I try to remember that I think it is temporary. I don't think we'll be in this situation forever. And again, I've, I've been there. I know what it is like to come out to a family member, and it is not easy. Levi, what's your relationship like with Jared's family? Like, really good. <laughs> Which is, like, hard because... You just, like, you know, like, when you're doing, like, a shitty thing and, like... Like, good people, like, know that it's, like, shitty also, but they're just, like, still just, like, nice to you when you feel like, why are you being nice to me? (laughs) I remember this one time, um, we had only been dating maybe a year, like, not even that long. Jared's grandma, this, like, 80-year-old woman, we were, like, leaving, and was just, like, so casual, and she just, like, gave me the sweetest hug and just like in my ear she was like I love you and like I was just like so taken aback by that and like 
so I like inside my head about it and Jared could tell something was wrong. Like he always does. He like can read my mind. It's crazy. It's psychic. And we're like driving home and he's like, what's wrong? And I like told him and he was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm sorry. Like, did that like upset you that she said that? I was like, no, like I love her too, but it's just hard. And like having this like matriarch of his family a woman that's her age and like grew up probably the way my grandparents did and like knowing that like I like couldn't reciprocate that from my family. Levi can't help but be emotional about that moment. This moment where he'd really been seen and accepted by a family for exactly who he was. It was the opposite of his relationship with his father where he had to pretend all the time that he was someone else. When Levi was in high school, he says that his dad insinuated that he might be gay. He doesn't do that anymore. Now they just don't talk about it. And that's both a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because it's made communicating with his dad a lot easier for Levi. It's a bad thing because Levi feels a lot less urgency to actually come out to him. It's kind of like a don't ask, don't tell kind of policy with him, I think, where... There really aren't any logistics because he just doesn't really ask anymore, which is kind of a catch-22 because it's not... I think that in my mind, it's like, oh, that's a good thing because I haven't wanted to tell him. But it also, I think, has, like, caught me now on this plateau where I've lost that sense of urgency to need to tell him and things keep happening and things keep coming up that like our Jared and I's relationship suffers from because I feel like I've now lost that sense of urgency because my dad has lost interest. Not that he's lost interest, but just, I think that he's a smart guy and he knows what he wants to know, and he knows how to know only what he wants to know, if that makes sense. What are some of the landmarks that you've set for yourself where you've said, okay, I'll tell my dad, and then he didn't end up doing it? It was, I'm going to come out to him once I graduate college. I'm going to come out to him once I like get my own insurance. I'm going to come out to him once I finish nursing school. Now it's, I'm going to come out to him when my sister has this baby. Well, the baby is, yeah, that's next month. (laughs) That's next month, so. And the baby's, like, not going to really communicate for maybe another year. So maybe I have until his first birthday. And I get lost in these scenarios that, like I said, I lose this sense of urgency. I feel like subconsciously I kind of almost think that maybe if I'm like caught that would almost be easier maybe yeah maybe if he finds out obviously that's not what I want to happen but I think that like something is like maybe if he just like catches me being gay that would just bite the bullet and it would just be over with and whatever happens happens like I said I don't want that to happen but 
like even this podcast, it's like I don't want to not celebrate my relationship with Jared because of my own hindrances. So if you were talking to your dad right now and just being radically honest, what would you want him to know about your relationship with Jared? I think that outside of being my partner, I think that as a person, my dad would actually like Jared. And I don't want the fact that I have chosen to lie about Jared to taint how he views Jared as a person. I think I would just want him to know like how much Jared honestly takes care of me like all of the time, emotionally, financially. I mean, I'm back in school. I work two days a week. I don't really know how my dad like thinks that I'm able to make ends meet. And I would be like, like Jared is the connection that makes those ends meet. Like I would be like unraveled if Jared didn't make the ends meet. Because I think my dad cares about me and my well-being, and I just think my well-being is attributed to Jared. It's attributed to our relationship. It's funny as an outsider because Levi and his dad will talk on the phone, and, like, the love is there. Like, his dad is head over heels obsessed with Levi. They make each other, you know, laugh, and and, and the joy and the love is there, and he is concerned. You You know, he'll call and he'll say, Levi, you know, what are you up to? Have you... You know, are you eating good? Like the the conversation <laughs> and the love is there. It's just the fear of will they say never speak to me again? So I remember when I was going to come out to my family. I'm like, oh, they're going to kick me out. You know, they're going to take away all my money. They're my dad's going to punch me. You know, you just you run through every scenario in your head, and there is a scenario out there that has happened with some LGBT, you know, Q individual. And it's real. Those things have happened and those things will continue to happen. And I just think the bottom line is fear and the yearning for acceptance by his dad and that side of the family. Mike may just come out and say, yay, you guys are gay. We love that. But Mm -hmm. it makes us nervous now about the lie that we've, you know, had for seven years. It's one thing to be gay, but now it's another to be like, Oh, by the way, we've been living together and we're thinking about getting engaged. And, oh, so, you know, where have I been this whole time? So that it adds another layer of the hole that we've kind of dug ourselves into. It's not necessarily about coming out. It's about the lie at this point, because me being gay is out of my control. But what I do about it has been in my control and... I feel like I can't take back those choices that I've made that are, like, now going to affect not me. I mean, they will affect me, but not only me at this point, but affect Jared, affect my sister, affect my brother-in-law, affect my friends, essentially, affect now, like, my nephew, affect my dad. Um, It's just kind of, like, spun out of control, and I, like, lose perspective of that. Not about me being gay, but about me lying all of the time. It's no longer about coming out for Levi. It's more about the lie. More about the fear that his dad is not only going to reject him, but also reject this entire life that he's built with Jared. Levi and Jared have been together seven years now. They live together. They talk about getting a dog, getting engaged. But neither of them wants to take that next step, the engagement or the dog. 
without telling Mike? I think that it would almost be like starting our marriage off on the wrong foot by like not closing that door before we like walk into another. And I want, you know, an engagement is such a special occasion and definitely something in our future. And I want Levi's dad and that side of the family to meet my family. Um, My parents, you know, have been married over 30 years and they are what makes me want to be in a committed relationship and makes me want to love for a long time. And, you know, I I can remember at Levi's um, college graduation, Levi was like, my dad's sitting in section, you know, CA. So you guys can sit (laughs) on the other side of the arena. And we're like, well, damn. But going into a commitment like an engagement, I want Mike to see that, you know, I'm not just this slutty gay boy running around town without a, a home to call. You know, I have a family. I have people that love me and support me and support Levi and want us married and want us to be committed and, and you know, have kids and, and love each other till death do us part. And I, I want Mike to see that. I want him, you know, to experience my family just as much as Levi does. And as crazy as it sounds, like, uh, I think I would, like, want my dad to be there. <laughs> At the wedding. So I guess I would need to tell him that <laughs> I think he would need to know beforehand <laughs> at some point. I'll just invite him to a party. Yeah, we're having a barbecue. Come over. <laughs> Surprise! perspective that's lost is the amount of emotional labor and patience that is required from Jared's perspective. It's overshadowed by the crazy fact that we're dating and I'm not out to my dad. But honestly, a lot of that burden falls on Jared because that's not really his choice. He doesn't really have control over that, but yet he still chooses to be the partner to me that he is. I love you. That's why I choose it. <laughs> it's funny. I can go back to every tiff that Levi and I have had about this situation or an argument that we've, you know, shared in and we've never used the word break up or I don't want to be with you. Those conversations or tactics when we've argued or fought have never been on the table because we are committed to one each other and we love each other through thick and thin and I think that's what's kept us together for so long and will keep us together. This episode was hosted and reported by Joe Piazza. With special thanks to Levi Dosh and Jared Riley. It was produced and edited by Ramsey Yunt, with live sound recording by Chris Siegel and mixing by Tristan McNeil. The executive producers are Joe Piazza, Tyler Klang, and Julie Douglas. Theme song and music by Tristan McNeil. For comments, suggestions, or to be part of the show, give us a call at 404-996-1173. That's 404-996-1173. Or send us an email at joe at committedpodcast.com. That's J-O at 
committedpodcast.com. You can grab a copy of Joe's book, How to Be Married, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Committed is a production of iHeartRadio and produced in our studios located in Atlanta, Georgia. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book.